is the Marin County Open Space District Board of Directors. Welcome, Chris. Look forward to we are now going to start with public time for public expression for the Open Space Board of Directors. I am not seeing anyone in the chambers. Is there anyone online? I see one hand raised. Wayne Smith, please unmute. I want to draw your attention to a Channel 7 ABC a news report from Los Angeles concerning a, a, a novel innovation in uh, housing uh, down in Los Angeles, uh, something called uh, van lords. And this relates, I think, to the open space areas, not uh, only including Binford Road in Novato. But what this uh, uh, discussion on Channel 7 News brought out is that currently there are people who are buying at auction, and there's many now as the recession uh, grinds about, uh, many RVs uh, on auction. People are buying these RVs down there, and they're parking them um, in particular near and along public open space easements, uh, these RVs, and they're renting them out. Uh, these people are called van lords. Uh, they're renting them out uh, anywhere between four and $800 a month. Some of them are coming also with electric generators, diesel generators to provide the electricity that they might need. And then right now there are 4,000 of these uh, on the streets of Los Angeles. And I saw them myself when I was in Los Angeles once, uh, mile long uh, areas of roadway that are just uh, basically filled with RVs that people are living out of now. And I think it provides a cautionary note to what's going on that started on Binford Road and may become more of the problem um, in the county. I went up to Binford Road and I estimate right now there's still available space that hasn't been blocked for another 50 RVs. Thank you. The next speaker is Eva, please unmute. Um, thanks, I'd, I'd just like to correct um, what was stated. Uh, this situation did not start on Binford Road. And in fact, um, homelessness in the state of California uh, goes back uh, many, many decades. And in fact, there's a, there's a very famous novel written about homelessness in California. It's called The Grapes of Wrath. And uh, any, any notion that this is the first time we've been through this is, you know, ridiculous. In fact, I would even point you to archives from the 1850s and, and what a housing crisis um, a nascent San Francisco was experiencing. So this is nothing new. And the encroachment onto open space is really because um, uh, there was a massive disinvestment in affordable public housing um, in starting under the Reagan administration. And, and we've been paying the price um, for that and so many other things um, that Reagan started uh, for decades now. Uh, but it, I, I would advise you, especially because so much of, so much of what you're seeing right now in California in terms of you know, people complaining about vans in open space or RVs in open space. Um, it, it's very resonant with the Grapes of Wrath. If you haven't read it recently, I would reread it. Uh, and there's a terrific book uh, by Rick Wartzman, uh, 
uh, formerly, I think, of the Wall Street Journal and L.A. Times. Um, and it's called it's, it's his book about the, the writing of that novel by John Steinbeck. It's called Obscene in the Extreme, the Burning and Banning of John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. And it explains a lot of the political um, ferment at that time. And I think when you hear Clayton Smith uh, and you read that book, you'll you'll recognize some um, sentiments uh, and and the 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 hatred toward the poor in California at the time was was is is actually consonant with what you see now. Thank you, Rosemo Peters. There are no additional speakers in the queue. Okay, thank you. We're going to bring this back now and close uh, public open time and move now to eleven B, uh, the open space district budget. Welcome, Chris. All right, good morning, directors. Chris Chamberlain, Assistant General Manager for the Marin County Open Space District. Uh, today, the item before you is uh, I'm gonna present a high level overview of our fiscal year 23-24 proposed budget for the Open Space District. Uh, similar to um, what you heard earlier on the countywide uh, budget, um, we your board has previously set a public hearing for Wednesday, January 21st, uh, sorry, June 21st. Um, at 1.30, uh, in which your board will hear a little bit more detail about this budget, but also consider the adoption of this budget uh, and implementation into the, uh, into the coming fiscal year. Uh, this budget and, uh, is, is a high-level overview, like I said. Uh, it's a culmination of a lot of work um, from a lot of folks, a lot of community engagement, uh, efforts uh, and presentations to our uh, Parks and Open Space Commission, um, and... Um, Really, I actually wanted to call attention to today being the one year anniversary uh, of uh, the election, which uh, our voters here in Marin County overwhelmingly supported the continuation of our uh, Measure A sales tax program. Uh, and then uh, next slide, please. And here on this chart, what you're seeing is um, a consolidated approach of all three funds that our department uh, oversees. Uh, your board as board of directors, obviously only taking action on the open space district board uh, and with your other hats as Board of Supervisors, we'll be taking action on the Measure A and the General Fund Parks budget uh, as part of those budget hearings later in June as well. Um, but I just want to take a moment and um, draw attention to the center column of Measure A, uh, that $16.4 million, uh, and recognize and appreciate and thank the voters uh, of Marin County. And just imagine for one second what this would look like without that center column, and it would be pretty discouraging. So we're grateful to have the confidence of the community uh, and your board as we program this uh, important revenue into the work um, to help preserve and protect our open space reserves here in the county. Um, I wanted to also call attention, uh, you'll see our revenues coming in just under 29 million and our expenditures being uh, slightly higher. Um, you know, the open space district is uh, derived from a percentage of property taxes and that rate was set uh, back when the district was formed in the 70s. Um, and Measure A being a one quarter cent sales tax and ge our general fund revenues being a combination about half and half of um, uh, net county costs to the general fund, but also um, revenues uh, from fees and leases that the department charges uh, for services and facilities. Uh, and I wanted to, to look at that final column and we're about a, a $5.7 million draw uh, on our fund balances. Uh, about one, little over 1 million from Open Space District and about 1.7 from Measure A. And that is um, due to the, the last couple of years as we were going into the uh, election for the continuation of Measure A and the uncertainty 
um, you know, our budgeting efforts were really conservative and we wanted to make sure that we had enough fund balance available uh, if we needed to um, glide past to the end of that um, first round of Measure A. Uh, we wanted to avoid the helicopter crash, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, now that we've successfully um, moved beyond that, we are uh, ramping up and we're programming in some of that fund balance. Uh, and we have a very aggressive work plan this coming year. So next slide, please. All right. Um, so here we're looking at um, the three different funds um, and the green uh section of each of the bars are uh, related to salaries and benefits and other fixed costs. And the orange uh, is really the kind of the, you know, we call it services and supplies. It also equates to our discretionary project funds. Uh, and again, you know, looking at um, the center bar there of measure A, um, you know, that orange block really is a, is a significant chunk of how we are able to accomplish the work uh, out in our parks and preserves. Um, Looking again, staying focused on that center column, um, above the orange and the green, you'll see the, uh, the dark gray, that represents our 20% sustainable ag uh, agriculture program. Uh, and the blue above that represents our 15% our of the measure A going towards our cities, towns, and special districts. And the light gray at the very top of that center bar uh, represents uh, the land acquisition uh, program uh, within that helps support um, acquisitions to both uh, parks and open space lands. Next slide, please. Uh, this slide uh, really represents our, our, our staffing. And um, right now we're, we're set at about 150 employees, um, a majority of which are field-based. They're the boots on the ground, if you will. There's our, there are seasonal staff, a majority of them being seasonal staff uh, and field, parks field staff, open space rangers. Uh, natural resource um, staff that are out there, you know, early detection, rapid response, doing our fuels reduction work, uh, emptying our garbage cans, keeping our restrooms clean. Uh, so I think about 127 of these 150 are actually folks that are out in the field doing that important work. Next slide, please. Uh, looking at our project cost, this really is kind of a breakdown of how, uh, and this is this represents all funds, all three of those funds, uh, and how it's being distributed across our programs. Uh, about 3.5 million of that going towards uh, parks and facilities, uh, 2.6 to uh, our new wildfire fuels reduction category. Um, that just to kind of call out specifically to the new version of the Measure A 2.0 as we're calling it, uh, there is a, a mandate in the ordinance that 25% of the 65% coming to parks and open space be spent explicitly on uh, wildfire fuels reduction. So we'll be tracking that this year, and that uh, equates to about 2.6 million, which is a significant investment in protecting these communities. Uh, and about 1.9 million uh, of our uh, projected costs going towards our road and trail management program. And then you'll notice on here in the, the light blue, uh, the wetland restoration and erosion control, uh, it's only showing um, about a half million dollars. And I just wanted to call out that that does not include the, um, the uh, grant funds that are being uh, anticipated to be received this year. In fact, we're looking at uh, over $4 million of expected grant revenue coming in for the, the Bolinas Y restoration project. Uh, and we're also expecting grants or applying for grants for our Both Eat Marsh project as well. Uh, next slide, please. So now I wanna just, just highlight a couple of the, the priority focus areas um, that will be uh, kind of priorities for this coming fiscal year. Uh, oftentimes, or every time we've conducted surveys and, and gotten feedback from the community, 
um, you know, the number one priority we're consistently hearing about is um, fuels reduction, preparing for wildfire, et cetera. Um, so, um, you know, that is really a key focus. Obviously, I just mentioned about the investment uh, and the mandates from Measure A 2.0, uh, explicitly calling out the $2.6 million in fuels reduction work, uh, really maintaining defensible space. You know, we've got 3,400 homes abutting the preserves, 35,000 homes within a quarter mile of the preserves. So we really, um, you know, are focusing on those defensible space areas. Uh, improving the ecosystem health, partnering with the fire departments and the and the Marin Wildfire Prevention Authority, uh, and then also focusing on our one one TAM forest health partnerships, which really helps us coordinate across boundaries uh, to broaden the scale and impact of our work, as well as leveraging outside funds. Next slide, please. Uh, one of the new things this year is uh, our uh, open data interactive vegetation map. Uh, it's a really cool program for those that are interested in vegetation management and work that's happening on our lands. For those that want to take deep dive into it, you can um, go into the map and you can look at what's been done. You can look at what's planned. You can look at future pro uh, projects that are that are set. Um, and it's actually quite quite an interesting um, um, software system if you're if you really want to dive into it. So, next slide, please. And then obviously with our road and trail management program, it continues to be, you know, very uh, high priority with our community, um, you know, uh, as our kind of road and trail management plan, the, the three kind of key priorities that we focus on are anytime we're doing work on our roads and trail systems out in our preserves, we're, we're focused on reducing the environmental footprint, we're increasing safety and accessibility for the users. And we want to make sure that the system is more sustainable. So with those three key um, you know, focuses, you know, we will continue to, to, to make improvements. One of the, the big projects that we'll be continuing on is the, what used to be called the Memorial Trail, which will now be called the Eagle Rock Trail uh, up in the Terralinda Sleepy Hollow Preserve. Uh, we're, we broke ground on that this spring and we're excited to continue that work among many others spread throughout the system. Next slide, please. Uh, obviously, equity and community engagement continues to be a, a strong priority from your board, uh, as well as our staff. Um, one of the key initiatives, actually, that you'll be hearing from us next week will be um, the consideration of uh, the waiving of the entry fees to the regional parks. Um, and we're hoping that we can, with your, your board's approval or the Board of Supervisors' approval, we can roll that out effective July 1 uh, and knock down another barrier that's um, prohibiting folks to getting out into their regional parks. Uh, we also have a full calendar of events, free events, uh, including more bilingual programming. Uh, we've got uh, an equity roundtable that we've engaged with often to understand and share ideas and think about projects, think about access challenges and how we can better partner. Uh, and then we'll also be continuing our wildly successful Breathe, Respira uh, and, sustain, and, our, and our newly formed Sustainable Ag community grant programs. So we're excited to get that. And that sustainable uh, agriculture program will be bringing back to your board uh, probably in early July, the new guidelines. We've got a new staff member that we just brought on. So we'd like to, to bring her in and introduce, you, introduce her to you all. Next slide, please. Uh, and as you saw in one of the previous slides, uh, investment into our parks facilities uh, remains one of our top investments. We've got a lot of deferred maintenance out there. We've had, you know, 10 years of measure, nine years of measure A 1.0, uh, and we were able to put a slight dent into it, but we've still got a long way to go. Um, in fact, this winter, unfortunately, during one of the storm events, we had a, uh, uh, a ship, a vessel break free of its mooring and smash into the pier 
created a significant uh, challenge for us. So we're in the middle of working through that. Uh, we're looking at new signage. Uh, we've done a lot of that in our open space preserves. We're now looking at getting that into our multi-use pathways and into our um, regional park. So we're excited about that uh, in this coming year as well. Next slide, please. And then the last real area of focus uh, within the department is you know, the conservation and climate resilience. What you're seeing here is a couple pictures of two of our largest projects. Uh, on the left, you're seeing the Bothine Marsh um, Mill Valley Sausalito multi-use path project area uh, in which we're looking at realigning the multi-use pathway out of the marsh. We're helping, we're trying to adapt and help that marsh adapt to the rising seas. We've got some very sensitive species out there. Um, so we look forward to continuing the um, design development process there. And on the right, you're looking at the Bolinas Y wetland uh, restoration project. Uh, and that project is a little bit further along and I think we're fully funded for construction or close to. Uh, so we're hoping to be able to get the environmental document to you all in the, uh, by the end of the calendar year and hopefully um, get into uh, implementation shortly thereafter. So. Um, among other many things that we're looking at with respect to that, those are our, our, a couple of our larger projects that we'll be working on. And uh, next slide, please, which wraps things up. Uh, I know it was kind of a quick overview. I will say, um, you know, we're going to be coming back for a public hearing in um, on that Wednesday, June 21st. If folks have any questions, if they'd like to take deeper dive into our budget, they're welcome to reach out to Director Corton or myself or any of our staff and we're happy to meet with them and, and help walk them through the budget, answer any questions they may have. Uh, obviously the same would apply to you all, uh, but certainly happy to answer any questions that you may have at this time. Uh, any questions down this way to the right? Okay, to the left. Um, Chris, thank you very much for the presentation. When I look at the slide over the signage, um, in particular on the multi-use paths, are you coordinating with other transit agencies or um, as far as what's included in those signs or are you coordinating with how it may intersect? Um, I know we've got, you know, sort of smart and smart pathways. We've got Great Redwood Trail and some of those things. And are those all being coordinated as part of the signage? To the best of our ability, yes. There's a lot going on out there, um, which is exciting. But yes, we are coordinating. Uh, I think you know what we really focused on was piloting the multi the the uh, Mill Valley Sausalito multi-use path. We've been coordinating with the the city of Mill Valley, um, really trying to kind of catch some of the key issues that they're they're facing that we can kind of collaborate with. Um, um, but yeah, we're also working with the Center for Independent Living. We're we're, we're um, working with. Um, uh, MCBC and the other bike groups to make sure that we're capturing and trying to get as much as we can in as simplest of form as possible. So um, yeah, I guess the short answer would be yes. Okay. And then the other question I have under the, um, in the staff report under the designations, it allocates $2 million to the Lucas Valley facility improvement. Is that the existing sort of um, Exact same footprint. Uh, it's just a facility that's that's long overdue for upgrades. Uh, it's we need to bring it into uh, access up to accessibility standards. Um, we're keeping it uh, very simple uh, as far as focusing on code upgrades. Uh, it does have a um, portable trailer unit out there and that has uh, reached the end of its useful life. 
um, we're looking at just doing a direct replacement um, to get us through another 20. I think it's been in place for 20, 25 years. So we're looking at doing something very similar, keeping it very modest. And that's essentially what, and we're working with our partners in DPW uh, on that effort. So we hope to be moving forward with um, uh, a design contract here in the next couple of months. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chris. It's always a very thorough report. Um, it's, it's a pleasure seeing that Measure A funding in there and that column still there. Thank you for all that good work. Under the sustainable agriculture, there's a new element there with that resource conservation grant program. Wondered when you'd be ready to talk about that and tell us more about that. Yeah, so just to clarify, so of the 20% going towards the sustainable ag program, 50% of that goes towards uh, conservation easements, 20% uh, goes to um, the Marin RCD, and 30% of that goes towards a new sustainable agriculture community grant program. Uh, and that's the program where I was referring to earlier, where we just hired on a new program coordinator, uh, and we're, we've been working with uh, partners throughout the community uh, on developing uh, guidelines, and we're kind of honing those in and getting those ready to bring to your board. So we're hopeful that we can bring Sonia in and introduce her to you, but also introduce the guidelines, get some feedback and really get that program launched. Um, it's been collecting its revenue basically since October one. So we're gonna be ready to disperse grants you know, in, a, in the very near term. We just gotta get everything packaged up, uh, put a bow on it and bring it to you. Great, and, I, and just a quick one response to Supervisor Sackett on those signs on the pike pathway. The, the great thing about them is they have um, panels that can be removed and updated. And so it makes it very flexible to add new information and connections with other agencies. And, uh, and there was a great process to design them to be able to do just that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, great report. Do you, what do you need from us? Oh, public comment. Mr. Watson, you're ready to speak again. Let's do public comment and then we'll wrap up this agenda item. Good afternoon, supervisors. Uh, uh, yes, it's my pleasure actually to be able to speak to you uh, on uh, a matter of our pleasure and satisfaction with partnership with the county on this issue and uh, want to lift up and specifically appreciate the work of the Inclusive Access Plan and the work uh, specifically of John Campo and his team mm -hmm. on engaging with, uh, in our case, specifically the disability community and ensuring that uh, the parks and open space that make Marin County so much what it is for its residents are accessible to all of us. It's been truly incredible to have a partner, a civic partner in this that engages, is responsive and actively seeks to learn more about the needs of our community in a way that we honestly don't experience in really any of the other conversations that I have had at any point during my role. And so if other county uh, uh, staff want to understand how best to engage with and, and, uh, uh, and pursue greater accessibility in their programming, in their work, knock on John Campo's door and ask him how he's talking to us because he is doing it right and Parks is doing it right. Thank you so much. Okay, there's a nice compliment, well-deserved. So uh, we are going to accept your presentation. And what are we doing? Yeah, That's it. You're going to accept and we'll see you on the 21st for the public hearing. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? Of yeah, and I'm happy to make the motion and great presentation. So concise. And yeah, we all 
love this work. Question on the um, on the signage. I can't remember. I love and I love the signage and I love the fact that it's uh, it, you it, it you can you know pull stuff out and put new stuff in. Are you are there QR codes now that you're incorporating into the messaging? Um, we haven't yet. We haven't yet on any of our signs that we've deployed out in their open space reserves. It's definitely something that we are considering, uh, and we're really trying to focus more on the icon approach to keep things simple. Right. Um, we're getting a lot of requests. It's very challenging. Uh, I commend uh, you know Tina Torreson and her <laughs> communications team um, and our ops team that have been supportive in providing feedback because it's you would think it would be simple just putting up some signs, but I can tell you right now, there is nothing simple about the signage network and program and coordinating things. So uh, I think, and as technology continues to evolve, I think the we're looking at ways to engage the community in different ways. And I think the QR codes are certainly one of those ways uh, that have a potential for us. Yeah, just to add that, they, that, that avenue or that portal to even more information without cluttering it on sign. And I'm just finding that people are much more comfortable right. using QR right. codes. And then my other qu uh, question slash comment, and uh, it's actually a comment. Thank you for really highlighting and thanking and acknowledging the importance of Measure A and the people who voted, you know, the vast majority of Marin County residents who supported that. And every in every single way that we can continue to acknowledge how um, residents of Marin continue to be a part on a daily basis of making our parks and open space such great places. I think we should, and I think you do a great job. And I'm reminding myself here as well um, in my comments or when I'm interacting with folks, even just on an infill open space uh, purchase. It's not just Marin County Parks, it's the people who voted uh, to support parks and open space uh, across our county. So anyway, just really, really proud of the work that you all are doing. And you made the motion. I did. Okay. And if I could, I just wanted to, to thank Mr. Watson for his kind comment. Uh, it, this would be a very long presentation if I took a minute and thanked every staff member that has done great work because we're we're full. We're very fortunate to have a wonderful staff that all do tremendous work. So I would like to just appreciate the entire team for all their work uh, that goes into this budget, but also it's the delivering on the budget. So um, I appreciate each of each one of our team members. Great. Okay, we have a motion. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 That was motion by uh, rise, second by second. Thank you, everyone. We are adjourned and